you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. Excited to be here with you for another episode of Live on Purpose. We're hoping that this podcast helps you to do just that, to live on purpose. Take charge of your life. Who better to be in control of your life than you? You are the driver. So keep your hands squarely on the wheel. Prepare yourself. Here we go with another another installment into your intellectual property. And I want to introduce my guest. I have a fairly new friend and associate here with me in the studio today. His name is Shay Larson. Say hello, Shay. Hello. Good to have you with me. Glad to be here. Just to introduce you to our listeners a little bit, Shay is the founder and CEO of Prosperity Idea International. And if you want to check that out, you can go to prosperityidea.com. And uh, you can see a little bit about what Shay's up to. And we'll come back to that a little later in the in the show. Shay is one of those people who goes around inspiring people. And he does that in a number of ways. I've heard Shay speak. He's an author. He develops products. He's a leader in the business world. A true entrepreneur in every sense of the word. And he has come to be known in the circles that I kind of move in as the idea man. And that's the whole crux of this Prosperity Idea International. There's another, uh, I don't know if we call it a movement or a, a product of your imagination, called the Idea Orbit Community. And I want to talk about that too, Shay. But welcome to the show. What, what would you like to add to what I've already said about you as an introduction? Well, I didn't start out the idea, man. Uh, that's what people have been calling me the last few years. The way that came about was several years ago, I did something I, I never thought I would end up doing, and I took a job. I started out my career knowing I was an entrepreneur. When I got married several years ago, 10, 11 years ago, I was an entrepreneur, and I started out several things. I tried my hand at architecture, designed several homes over the Midwest. Oh, really? Yeah. Did um, not know that. I uh, then the stock market, all the day traders were going crazy way back when, and I got in on mm-hmm. all that and lost a bunch of money, and and then uh, you know just just one thing to the next, and uh, things got tight. I wasn't a great entrepreneur. I didn't know what I was doing, and uh, had to take a job. And you know it was it was interesting. It was a great job. I worked hard at it and had a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't me. And I I had like all these ideas just boiling inside of me. I wanted to do something about them. And every day I went to work, it just kept boiling harder and harder. And after four years, I just couldn't handle it anymore. So I left and left my job and and wanted to get back out into what I call the world of service. That's what I, that's how I look at entrepreneurism. Mm. It's a world of service. How can you give value back? And I remember sitting at home, no job, just found out my wife was pregnant with our firstborn child Oh, and uh, was wondering, <laughs> how am I going to take care of this? How am I going to handle this situation? And I was reading a wow. book that talked about the value of ideas. And it said something in it that was very interesting to me at that point, that values hold their own idea. Or sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> the other way around. Ideas, ideas hold their hold own their value. value. Ideas hold their own value. And I thought, you know, after you see someone build a huge business off of an idea, you think, oh, great, that was a good idea. That had a lot of value. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. says, no, the value's there before. And I said, all right, I'm going to test this out. So what I did was I decided to come up with an idea and see if I could just sell the idea. I don't mean here's an idea. Let me help you build it. I mean, I've got an idea. 
do you want to pay me to hear what it is? I just wanted to see if just the idea had value. Just that idea is a weird, you know, yeah. something that, that was an idea in and of that itself. Was, it was. <laughs> so I'm sitting there in my basement and I, I decided to come up with an idea. I don't know. I just, okay, here's an idea. I got to come up with an idea. Mm-hmm. So I, I sat down and just thought up something. And I bet anybody could come up with just a simple idea, a little way to make some extra money, a way to improve a business, anything, a way to improve the world. Great. There's an idea. So I just came okay. up with one, just a simple little idea. And I got all excited about it. And I did the first thing that everyone does that wants to sell something. I decided to put it up on eBay. So I called my wife. Of course. Yeah, of it, course. <laughs> that <laughs> worldwide garage sale. So I called my wife down. She was upstairs. I said, honey, come down. I was so excited to show her, you know, this is my new venture. This is the new thing in life. And, uh-huh. and she looks at the screen and you got to realize, you know, I'm jobless. She's pregnant, and this is my breakthrough. And she's looking at me going, <laughs> all right, this is how you're going to take care of us. <laughs> so I was a little deflated, but I, we went up and had dinner. I came back down that evening, and I looked in my email box, and I saw the most magic email I've ever seen. It said, item sold. Somebody bought it. Item sold. You sold your idea. Somebody bought the idea. On eBay. On eBay. So this was pretty cool. Somebody, and I, I didn't even know. I didn't even remember what I charged for. I looked it up, and it was like twelve dollars and ninety nine cents. I was like, "Wow, somebody paid me for that!" So I just typed up the idea and I sent it to them. They gave me positive feedback, saying that's a great idea. So that was it for me. I was like, "This is this is the future. I'm selling ideas." And so I started <laughs> listing them again and again and again and again. And the funny thing was, is that was that was years and years ago. And to this day, we haven't even changed that original idea. That first one, we haven't changed it, and it still sells hundreds a month. I now have a full-time employee who's my uh, my younger brother who manages all those auctions for us. Hundreds a month of that same one. We came up with more, and it started a huge online phenomenon, people selling their ideas. Wow. Yeah. Now, this is, this is a little different, Shay. <laughs> You're selling an idea on eBay. Mm-hmm. And not only are you selling one, but you're selling them consistently mm-hmm. in bulk. Mm-hmm. Who's buying these things? <laughs> you know, I speak, as you know, all over. I speak, um, I've spoken internationally, and it's very rare, no matter where I'm at, that I'm speaking that someone in the audience has not been one that bought one. They go, that was you? I bought one of those. I, I hear them, so I don't know who these people are, but what I found was very interesting, and it was a little humbling. Mm. I found out over time that they were not buying my idea primarily. Some were. Mm-hmm. But here's what they were really buying. They were inspired by what you just caught on to a little earlier. They were inspired by the idea of selling the idea. Mm-hmm. They thought, wow, that's something I could do. And they're like, look what this guy did. And so they just, I want to do that too. And so they bought it mm-hmm. to kind of see the model. What is he doing? Mm-hmm. So they were inspired by the idea of selling the idea. And then what I started to notice was people writing me back and I was getting all this com- all these comments and I decided to be of service instead of, you know, to monopolize that market. I decided to be of service. And so I sent, uh, in every single communication that went out to these people delivering the products or whatever, I put a little blurb at the bottom that says, you know what, if you have an idea, I would love to help you. Let me know. And Mm -hmm. I was instantly flooded with people wanting help with their ideas. And that's how I became an entrepreneur in a life of service. You know, everybody has an idea. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a multitude of ideas, mm-hmm. and they don't know what to do with them. <laughs> and that's what was so inspiring about what you did. You took it, it, here's an idea that you had. You had an idea that your ideas were valuable, and then you used that idea to go out there and inspire some people, not only to purchase your idea, but to realize that they could do something different with the ones that are already jumping around in their own head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and this is what, what the response was to you. Right. So people were enthused about that. They were enthused about it. They got excited because they saw an avenue for them to do something with their ideas. All of a sudden, people were selling their ideas all over, but they were also not just selling them. They were doing things about them. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was inspiring them to, to do something. Anytime you see a champion, anytime you see somebody do something great, that's the point. It inspires you to be great. And that's what mm-hmm. they were seeing with it. And so I found that they were truly receiving value for their ideas Mm-hmm. Just because they saw an example of somebody willing to take a shot, you know, there's a basic economic principle here too that I wanna, I wanna illuminate as we as we develop this conversation because the reason 
that someone else would ever pay you for for an idea is because they don't have that idea. Right. And the only way they have access to it is if you're willing to share it. Mm-hmm. It just it gets me thinking, Shay, about all of the all of the ideas that are sitting out there right now. In people's minds, they're just sitting there. Millions. And every once in a while, it'll come to their consciousness, and they might even share it with somebody and say, hey, you know, I was thinking about this or that. But I think even more often, people will will have the idea, and then they'll just kind of squelch it. Mm-hmm. They'll just, you know, swallow it because, well, what am I going to do with that? I got to go to work. I got to take care of the bills. I got to do this. I got to do that. And not really even realizing the value of their own ideas. Right. You know, what I've noticed with these individuals is... They sense that their ideas don't have value until it's evolved, which is where we started this conversation. Ideas have value on their own. They are inspiring. They lift you up. And so if you realize that, great, you can do things. But here was the magic thing for me in evolving my business, even beyond what we've talked about so far. It was finding that if you have authentic value to give to the world, everything from the very beginning, including your marketing language, needs to represent what you give, not what you want. And if you start on that, you're going to inspire the world, and then you're in first place to receive them as a customer or a client, but the point was you lifted up their life. That you offered something. Right. Here's what I have to give. Right. But that, that's completely opposite from the way a lot of people are approaching the world of economics. Mm-hmm. What can I, how can I make some money? Mm-hmm. How can I go out there and receive? Right. What I want to... Right. The only way to receive what you want is to provide what somebody else wants. That's right. And then in the exchange, of course, that's the economics of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a funny conversion, but most people think, okay, I want, to, I want to become wealthy and prosperous. Well, here's the price of everything. If you want to get involved with me, here's the price tags out in front. And then that's mm-hmm. what their market sees. Oh, I got to pay to play with you. Mm-hmm. Well, what you need to do is step up front of those price tags and say, how can I help you? And if you have mm-hmm. authentic value that relates to your products, this is the key, and this is what I discovered through this idea for sell movement. Mm-hmm. Then you put that out in front of it. Right. I like that concept. Yeah. I think we've got just a little bit of time before our first break. Can you tell us just a little bit about the idea Orbit Community? Sure. This was a community based around that principle. If you are going to receive, you have to give first. The primary tool inside the Idea Orbit community is one we call GiveGet. You give, you get. G-I-V-G-E-T, GiveGet. GiveGet mm-hmm. was uh, just a, one of those moments in your life where you wake up in the morning and you go, oh my goodness, this is something that could change the world. So perhaps when we get back, we can talk a little bit about GiveGet and what it means. I'd like to focus on that, how, how the giving part, it just greases the sleds, it primes the pump, it gets everything in line for you to receive as well. We'll come right back to that. If you have a pile of books you want to read growing faster than the pile of books you have read, Abundant Reading Systems course can help you. You'll learn a skill that allows you to read much more rapidly and you can retain more of what you read. I was actually quite surprised at my original benchmark this morning. To be able to do as well as I did, I almost tripled my benchmarks uh, and increased my comprehension, so I feel good about what I learned. Abundant Reading Systems brings you an all-new single-day speed reading workshop where you'll learn the principles behind effective reading and double your current reading speed, guaranteed. This belief started to grow inside of me that I thought, you know, I can really do this. I can read, you know, as fast as I let myself read. And uh, ended up doubling my time, my speed reading time, which was really good. At the end of the day, I feel like I'm leaving feeling empowered. Register now for this event by calling 435-669-1206. That's 669-1206. Abundant Reading Systems. Reading at the speed of imagination. 669-1206. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. I'm so glad that you've joined me for the Live On Purpose podcast. Please visit my website, drpaul.org. There you can subscribe to my weekly e-zine, Empower. Browse the events page to get connected with what's coming up or pick up some CDs or other great products. I also want to point you toward our sponsors, creationtreecoaching.com and producerretreats.com. 
What is Project Liberty? This is Carrie Valerio of Raycon Incorporated to tell you a little about it. Raycon has had the desire to give back, and from this desire to teach our investors how to become truly financially independent and to become true capitalists, Project Liberty has emerged. Project Liberty is a one-year educational program that aims to provide individuals with the tools necessary to gain their own financial independence. With our first class of students, we've heard such comments as, Project Liberty was the answer to our prayers. I'll learn more in three months than I have in three years. Both the instructors and the curriculum have added unprecedented value to my life. Project Liberty is about to begin accepting 10 new students for its second session, which begins in January. For more information, contact our website, gotindependence.com, or call Corey at 801-961-1382. The number again is 801-961-1382. So, Shay, just before the break, we were getting into this idea of the give-get concept. This is part of the Idea Orbit community, and I wanted to just say a thing or two about my own experience with that. Mm. I got, um, what was it, a couple of couple of months ago when I was introduced to you and some of your associates, and, and we realized that we're trying to do some of the same things in the world yeah. out there and, and uh, help people to really discover the value that lies inside of them. And uh, so I I was introduced to this Idea Orbit community where people come together in this virtual community. It's a virtual community. It's also Mm -hmm. an actual community because we know these people and shake their hands and and interact with them from time to time. But there's people in the community who have never met, too, who come to it through the Internet. And they go out there and they say, here's what I have to offer. Does anybody want that? Right. And it's it's been fun for me to just watch that start to develop. And I have personally developed some really great connections and interactions with people. Um, I've done I've done uh, shows with Amanda Dixon and mm-hmm. with Leslie Householder. These are people who are on the Executive Idea Council right, right. with you and me. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just been fun to start to create just through dialogue and interaction with these people. Well, it's fantastic. You know, give get comes from uh Tony Robbins is is one of my favorite speakers just because he's he's like the evangelist of motivational speakers. Yeah, right. Uh but one thing that he he said and actually many many motivational speakers and powerful people say the same thing. You know, if you're going to make a big change in your life, it's usually going to be derived from one of two sources. One is a major emotional response, meaning you either hit rock bottom or some mm-hmm. dramatic emotional change happened in your life. Yeah, drama trauma. Drama, trauma, man. Save the drama for your mama. That's, that's what an Italian friend of mine says. Uh, yeah, that, that emotional response is going to cause you to want to make change. The other one is you're going to get in the way of education. You're going to get your mind in front of some major education that's going to lighten you, and that's going to cause you to want to change. So you know, most of these guys point, point to those two sources for major, major change. Mm-hmm. Give, get is, requires some change in thinking usually marketing that's out there the marketing messages we see are usually very blunt very crass and they are a method of almost bait and switching your mind it's like we just got to force your brain around here so you'll buy our products and that's not authentic Mm -hmm. giving to the world give get was inspired by a, a heavy strong emotional response in my life in my personal life I would like to say that okay. you know everything I do is because I go out and read books and I'm I'm you know you're inspired I'm inspired always you but you know I've I've had those strong emotional responses too that have caused me to change and this one came um, right out of my own marriage when mm. I was at the job that I mentioned and you know it wasn't the job's fault I just that wasn't me. I want to make that clear because I loved my <laughs> boss. I loved the company there. Well, it's interesting that you would mention that, though, because how many of us blame our job or our boss or circumstances right. in life for, for the misery that we feel in our life? Yeah. It's, it's very common, and that's a trap. Right. It is a trap. It's a trap. 
I was willing to take responsibility, though, when I started to discover that things just weren't going the way I wanted to. At that point, I was married, I think, right around eight years or so. And my wife and I, I realize not everyone has, you know, the greatest marriages and and they're they're changing and evolving their marriages. But I was blessed. We had a Mm -hmm. wonderful marriage and we we made some good um, habits right from the beginning of our marriage. And up to eight Mm. years, I could honestly say every year we seemed to have a better relationship, better and better and better. And we would always talk about it around our birthdays and around our anniversary that, oh, this is awesome. It keeps getting better and better and better. Mm -hmm. And our anniversary was coming up. I think it was our eighth anniversary, somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this was on my mind because I was like, I can't really say that this was better. In fact, I felt a little more distanced because I was not happy in my career. I was not happy working uh, these huge hours. And what I found was I had divided my life. I'm going to show how this mm. related to the inspiration for Give Get. I found that I was living a divided life. You can divide your, I've heard many people divide your life up into four or five categories, you know, physical, financial, fi- um, spiritual, emotional, mm-hmm. and those typical categories. Well, I find that's true. My career mm-hmm. or my financial life was not meeting the demands that I, or the expectations I had of that area. So what I did was I abandoned the other areas. Not mm. completely, but I left the, the, my focus on those other areas so I, that I could power focus on the one area, my career. And I put more effort into the job. I was down at the That's office right. for more hours. I was there on the weekends. I was My whole mental energy when I came home, I just couldn't give my best. And, and you can mm-hmm. imagine the result. Mm-hmm. So I saw this coming up, and this is what finally inspired me to make a change. Sitting there in my office one day, Mm. and I couldn't even function. I'm sitting there looking at the screen, realizing my anniversary is coming up, and I know that I can't say my marriage was better this year. That was a major, I felt almost like a failure. And I called my wife up, and I said, I've got to talk to you now. Please come down to the city. She drove down. We met for lunch. I couldn't even eat my lunch, and I told her I've got to make a change. That's what led to me being at home. And what, then I've already shared how that story went on. Well, now that, uh, you know, I had become somewhat successful off the, um, off the business I had started and doing many things, but I wanted to create something that really helped people change from this, this world of, of trying to fake people out, trying to put crass marketing out there, trying to just get a leg ahead to really giving what they have and what they have is their ideas and their ideas truly benefit the world. So that caused me to um, be inspired to create GiveGet. Mm-hmm. GiveGet is a community where you offer what you might say is your marketing. Okay? I'm marketing. You might say like what you would put on a flyer. Well, it's a different concept of marketing. Right. That's the difference. Instead of just saying, here's my services and I would love to have you buy my stuff, you say, here's how I can help you. Here's what I'm giving to you. And people actually enter in things that they really are willing to give. No price tags. Here's what I'm willing to give to you. And so when you search through this database of people being so generous, just I'll, I'll help you with this. I know a little bit about this. I'll teach you about this. And, and, mm-hmm. and you start looking through there. It's actually inspiring just to look at what people enter. It lifts you up. Just if you want to feel some, If you want to feel good, just start looking at what they're entering because you'll think, wow, they're being so generous. And guess mm-hmm. what? You'll start finding things you want. I'd like to learn about that, what this guy is willing to teach me, or he's giving this away or this. And then people also um, are able to create exchange in there. I'll tell you one story about my own give-get experience. Okay. Of course, I have things in there as well. And um, mm-hmm. I had a young lady contact me and saying, you know, I, I definitely, I had a service that she wanted, um, some uh, help her with something in her business. And she wanted to receive that. And instead of looking back to, well, I can't afford it. She couldn't afford my fee or anything like that. She's like, how can I help him? And of course she's, mm-hmm. she's, um, she's working for a company up in my area, you know, just cleaning houses. Mm-hmm. So she says, how can I help you? I really want this service. And I says, what do you do? And she says, I clean houses. Hey, you've got a house. There you go. 
<laughs> so she, we made an exchange. She cleans my house. She comes up every other week and cleans my house, which makes my marriage even better because my wife loves that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I help her with her ideas, and she's becoming a great friend of mine. That's the kind of connections you can make in a, in a community of giving. And that's what inspired uh-huh. that. I noticed something as you were telling your story, and that is that, that you were sensitive to what was going on on the home front. Hmm. And you used that as a barometer to measure just how successful you were. Here mm-hmm. you are putting all this time and effort and energy into the business, uh-huh. which I'm sure was, you know, creating some kind of results for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but truly not the results that meant the most to you. Right. And as you were using that as a barometer and you, th- you thought about your anniversary coming up and how are we doing? And you couldn't honestly say to yourself, yeah, things are better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. It was, it was like a wake-up call. Yeah, the wake-up call was, you know, I'm sure many people are in families that have had uh, many divorces and breakups and splits, and mm-hmm. and I'm no different. If you look at my family tree, it's not this beautiful tree that just branches keep blowing up. My family tree's got limbs on the ground broken <laughs> over here. You know, it, it's quite an interesting-looking tree. <laughs> it's been through a hurricane. Yeah, it's it? been through a hurricane. So um, I've, I've seen that process at least a little bit. You know, with my own parents and and my own family members, I've seen that process. I've seen how the distancing starts. Mm-hmm. It becomes, um, you know, someone will just start focusing on one area of life, or they'll they'll start believing that, you know, their family will be better when I get this piece fixed over here. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to detect that early piece. I was focusing hard on my career, and I let my health go, and I let my family go. And I probably let my spiritual life go somewhat as well. And, mm. and, but the family piece, because I had seen it so much, I just saw some early signs that I had seen before, and I did not want to go through that. Mm-hmm. It was very important for me. And so fortunately for me, um, I saw that and was able to make a change before anything happened. And now my, my marriage has continued to increase every year. That's great. Yeah. And how many of our listeners are out there right now Seeing some of the early signs, this, uh, I talked to you about this on the phone just last week, Shay, you saw the early signs of a deterioration mm-hmm. in the relationship. And, and even if it's not going backwards, if you don't see it going the direction you want it to go, it's just a, it's a signal to you. Use that as a signal to open your eyes. And then the connection with your ideas is this, you already have ideas in your mind that can save it. Yep. And and I think the purpose for those ideas is to create value in this world. It's to answer a world problem. It's to address some issue. And not everybody has your ideas. See, we get when we're stuck inside of our own head, it's hard to see the value or the uniqueness of our own ideas. Because we're so used to them. Right. They seem, you know, like no big deal to us. We might even think that they're kind of cool, but we don't see the value for it. That's what I love about what you're doing, Shay, because the very resources to help people with the, the most important things in their life, you know, their family, their marriage, those key relationships, and the key to saving and enhancing those things is right there inside your own mind. It's the ideas that you have. Love it. I like the direction that's going. We're going to take another little break here and be right back with Shay Larson. I've got a great idea. This is Shay Larson, ideaorbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. It was a typical Christmas season. Blake Koch was relaxing after a difficult work week. His wife urged him to water the Christmas tree. He grumbled with the typical pains of getting a pitcher of water, crawling under the tree, sticking his finger in the base to see how much water was there, hitting branches while trying to get the pitcher under the tree, knocking off pine needles and ornaments, cussing, and losing the Christmas spirit. Letting your tree go dry can have a drastic effect on your holidays as well. Dry Christmas trees account for 200 fires annually, resulting in 6 deaths, 25 injuries, and more than 6 million in property damage. 
Blake decided to do something about this. Then the idea struck. He invented quench a tree, which looks like a present under the tree, but really is an automated watering system. He designed a simple valve that would know when the tree needs more water and keep the water base full all season long. Apparently, Blake was not the only person who was looking for a solution to this problem. Quench a tree is now watering hundreds of thousands of trees across the globe. Congratulations to Blake Koch for honoring his idea and changing the way the world waters their trees. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea. Wouldn't you like to know? Hello, Live On Purpose listeners. How many times have we heard Dr. Paul talk about one of his favorite books, The Dog Poop Initiative, a true story by Kirk Weasler? Well, where does he get his books at? He gets them at morebetterbooks.com, and now so can you. Go there today, enjoy free shipping for the holidays, and special holiday bundles where you can buy huge piles of books at huge savings at morebetterbooks.com, so you can have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Shay, we just listened to the World of Ideas report. I think you're familiar with that, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> and I've chosen to feature that on my podcast as kind of a pilot thing. I was wondering what you know, what value will this create for people? It's inspiring to me mm-hmm. to hear about these people who have these ideas. But you know what? They always sound like these great big ideas, right? And I know that we've got listeners out there who are thinking, well. Gosh, you know, if I could just come up with a big idea, you know, something that's really earth-shattering, something that's really profound. But that's not what we're looking for, is it? Can you comment about that? Yeah, that's uh, that's the same conversation we've been having to some point, that your ideas have value on their own. And after the fact, after you've evolved it, then the whole world in hindsight looks back and goes, oh, wow, that was a great idea. But the person mm-hmm. that has the idea just needs to make that switch of believing in it. That's what makes it a great idea and allows the progress to happen. Now, wait a minute. You said a switch in their mind mm-hmm. to believe in their own idea? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it's in your head and no one's heard about it, the world hasn't seen your idea, you don't have a brand, you don't have a website, it's just there in, in your head, mm-hmm. then you, you have the opportunity to see it for what it could be or to see it for how it affects your reputation or the mm-hmm. way you look. And this is how most people look at it. God, if I put myself out there on the line and told people this was my idea, they usually look at how it reflects themselves. And if they have a poor reflection of themselves, that idea will never come out of the head. However, if they choose to see it for the idea's value instead of how it affects them personally, then they can let that idea have life breathed into it. What are the chances that there is someone out there in the world that will value the idea that you've got in your head right now? Here's the thing I find about that. When you have the idea, you, there was a reason you had it. There was some kind of little inspiration. It might have been just a little thing. I just came from a conference where there was hundreds of ideas down there. People had great ideas all over. But the moment they had that idea, there was a reason for it. If you can look at why you had that idea you have the magic marketing message for the rest of that idea's life because you had some inspiration. You had some, you solved some little problem or big problem. And it was that little inspiration that is the real message. And that real message is what people are looking for. And if you can stick with that same message, your audience will hear you. But if you try and convolute the message and get into marketing and power shifting and how to make people you know, send you the dough, you lose the real message and the real value of the idea. And your, and your audience, won't, they won't ever hear you. They're going to be confused. So what you're saying is there's this context in which the idea is born in the first place. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're pondering something or, or you encounter some problem or issue in the world, in your world, right. or you observe it in the world around you, and then 
bing, this idea pops into your head. That's the context in which the idea was born, and it speaks to the purpose for that idea. Right. Like one of my favorite stories is, you've, have you seen those little scooters that are just two wheels, and they balance an individual? Mm-hmm. Sure. They're just, uh, they're like these, you just stand on it and hold the hold the bars, and boom, you can fly around anywhere. And, and right. you look at it, you go, how in the world can those like be balanced? It's like a space age thing. Yeah. It? Well, mm-hmm. I, I saw one of those. I was down at the shopping mall, and I thought, I'm going to look that up. That's a cool idea. I'm going to look that up and see if I can learn about the story. Well, I did. I looked it up and I found the story. The gentleman that had that idea was pulling up along a road one day and he saw a gen- another gentleman in a wheelchair trying to get over a curb and he was struggling because he had just this clunky wheelchair and these big wheels and he was trying to get over the curb. Mm-hmm. And the idea struck him that the that individuals that are in wheelchairs, the problem isn't um, that they need to be in a wheelchair. The problem is that the world around them isn't geared for balance. These people mm-hmm. have a balancing issue. And he thought, God, if I could just solve the balancing issue, then I could help these individuals. I could help someone get over a curb. All they do have to do is have something that will do their balancing for them. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't see, we don't see um, that invention in that light very often. We see people cruising along shopping malls in them, and we see all these other applications. Mm-hmm. Well, those are after the fact. But this gentleman stayed true to the original inspiration, and you'll even see on his website that that was the original piece, and that goes into his marketing. Get balance while you go along. Get balance while this, and he stayed true to it. So when someone is thinking, God, I'd just like to have more balance or something, they will hear his message. And that's what causes your market mm-hmm. to come to you. And then the applications can grow from yeah, there. Yeah, those just go on and on and on, and the market will do that on its own. And mm-hmm. You just got to stick true to what that original inspiration was so that people will know what the heck you're talking about and where your idea came from. That's another inspiring concept. Once you get your idea out there, it will seed, it will become the context mm-hmm. for other people having ideas. That's right. The, and and it's other people who are going to help to take your idea and turn it into this earth-shattering great thing. That's right. That's right. That's you can look at this two different ways. There's two ways to evolve an idea. One is competitively and one is cooperatively. Mm-hmm. If you're taking the cooperation method, then you believe in your idea and you believe in helping other individuals. That's that path. Um, co- competitive path is you're looking to squash the market, take the lion's share, and you're not really focused on the value of your product. You're just really focused on the revenue that comes from it. Mm-hmm. Well, you can take both paths, and you can be very successful in both paths, but I personally believe that your own happiness will only come if you are looking to be cooperative and lift the world up. So when you have an idea, if it's if it's done in that light, people will be inspired. That lifts them up, and they want to give more energy to your idea, fulfill the cracks, or fill in the cracks, help you bridge the gaps, and help you evolve that idea into greater and greater things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you advise if if we've got people who are listening right now who are thinking, gosh, that would be really cool if I could do something with this idea I have. Mm-hmm. Where would you recommend that they start? What would you tell them to do? Well, I'd first recommend that they understand a way to look at it. If we think, oh, I want to take on this idea, and then you start to look at all the work that's going to take, that 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 idea is going to require of you. And that's usually where people drop out. Oh, I'm not willing to right. do they all that. They get overwhelmed and yeah. they're not sure how the heck they're going to do it. There's a different way to look at it. And this is the way I look at it. An idea is not about the end result as far as what your daily life looks like. If you can't enjoy every day before you get the result, then the result wasn't worth getting. An idea that is worth going for is an idea that you will enjoy every day as you go along. So it's those individual progresses that you make day by day. If you can enjoy those, enjoy the evolution and look at each day as a victory, then you can have fun taking on an idea and you can realize that you are making progress in your life and not just every day is a failure until I hit this big goal. And this, this creates progress for you. It creates happiness in your life and you enjoy the process and you're going to be a lot more uh, motivated and excited to continue. That reminds me of a phrase that I uh, I read in a book over the Thanksgiving holiday mm-hmm. as we were out on a vacation with our family, and I was doing a little bit of reading, 
And I came across this this phrase. It was in a book by Wayne Dyer called uh-huh. The Power of Intention. Uh-huh. And he said in there, you know, a lot of people are out there looking for the way to happiness. Right. He says they don't get it. The way is happiness. Right. <laughs> right. And that is a mind shift. That's a paradigm shift mm-hmm. where you start to see and notice. I, just last week, I talked to Adrian Marinovich, mm-hmm. who's... Um, creating this this wonderful documentary film called A Hero on Every Block. That was the last episode that I did. Uh-huh. And it's just, um, now I've forgotten exactly where I was going <laughs> with that. But, oh, the way is happiness. Right. And as you, as you figure out that you can start to notice right now in your life all of the great things, all of the abundance, all of the love, all of the beauty that exists everywhere around you. And yet a lot of times we get really focused in on scarcity and fear and doubt and, and uh, problems, you know. Mm-hmm. Problems are not bad news. Problems are opportunities right. to have ideas. Right. And when you, when you make that switch in your mind, you can start enjoying your life now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait for this idea to come to fruition before you can start enjoying it. The idea is just part of your job. Yeah. It's part of your mission. Yeah. And it'll it'll come at those moments when when you allow the inspiration to occur and when you start to notice it. Yeah. Imagine this. Um imagine if you could go to a conference and have the world's greatest in attendance, the world's greatest prosperity gurus, the greatest abundance coaches all in the same event. If you had Bob Proctor, if you had Jack Canfield, if you had Lisa Nichols, these people from The Secret, if you had John Gray, the author of uh, Men Are From Mars, Mars, Women Are From Venus, <laughs> and on and on and on. Right. Well, that's where I was last week. I met all those individuals, got to talk with them, share with them. It was an absolutely amazing week. Well, you might think, oh, I'm going into this this conference. I'm going to get the real secret. Not the, not the secret we're familiar I mean the real one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get to hear the real, the magic dust. I'm going to mm-hmm. go down there. Well, I was there for a week with them all, had private conversations with them all. Here's what I came out with. If, uh, if you want to learn how to be happy, then be happy. If you want to mm-hmm. learn how to be prosperous, then be prosperous. Prosperity is, it, the money thing is such a, it's such a screwy concept. <laughs> Prosperity mm-hmm. truly is, is a part of who you are, and this is what these guys are teaching. And you will hear that message different every time you listen to it. So continue to listen to that message because so many people talk about it, and we're talking about it here on this, on this podcast. The more you hear it, the more that message will change in your mind. And a year from now, you'll hear a completely different message than perhaps the one you're hearing now. But it is mm-hmm. very important that you continue to understand what the minds of successful people think like and how you can... Um, put that into your own mind. The order gets reversed sometimes. Mm -hmm. People often get stuck in a pattern of have, do, be. Right. And and they think, well, if I have certain things, then I'll be able to do certain things, and then I'll truly be happy or prosperous. Right. And that's totally backwards. Mm -hmm. This is so aggravating for some people to just wrap their minds around. Because... Here you are, Shay, you know, saying, just be happy. Right. Just be prosperous. And then some neat things are going to start to happen in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what the masters are saying. Well, I wonder if they know anything about that. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We ought to explore that a little bit more. We've got one more segment coming up. Great. Stick with us. In the spirit of the education that has helped the principals of Braycon take their business to the next level, Braycon Advisors has presented the Mind Your Own Business Roundtable. This powerful one-day event is designed for those individuals or business owners who are ready to take their own business to the next level. Limited to a small, intimate group, all those who attend the roundtable will receive one-on-one feedback from a group of amazing producers whose invaluable input can truly launch your business into the stratosphere. 
We are committed to every single person in the room leaving inspired and motivated from this powerful day with specific action steps and strategies that you can begin to apply immediately. For more information, visit the website gotindependence.com or contact Corey at 801-961-1382. The number again is 801-961-1382. If you live in the Utah County area, and if you like what you hear on this show, then this opportunity is for you. I am hosting a weekly mastermind group called Paradigm Insurance every Wednesday from 4 to 5.30 at my office in Orem. Call Eric at 801-447-5579 to register. We prefer an abundant atmosphere, so please wipe your mind before entering. That number again, 801-447-5579. This is Ross Kellen Moore of Creation Tree Coaching, and I've got two questions for you. Who are you? What do you want? You see, I've figured out that you and I can absolutely create anything that we really want. But to do that, we've got to be absolutely clear on who we really are and what we really want. So what do you want? More financial abundance? More fulfilling relationships? A higher level of health and fitness? How about finding your work that allows you to create massive value for others in the way that you love most? Welcome to Creation Tree Coaching. We are the world's premier provider of abundance, education, and resources. We are here to help you create the life you really love. Begin now at creationtreecoaching.com. Check out our live teleseminar classes and podcasts. Get to know our coaches and schedule a coaching session. Explore training for your business and employees. Welcome to Creation Tree Coaching and a whole new world that you create on purpose. So all of you out there who are still thinking that eventually someday after you have certain things, then you can do certain things and then you'll be a certain way. Let's just flip that right around in your mind. And this is a complete shift for a lot of people. We have been just, uh, it's been drilled into us, almost brainwashed (laughs) into thinking that when certain things happen, then I can be happy. And Shay, you just pop off in the last segment saying something like, well, just be happy. Mm-hmm. The way to be happy is, well, you be happy <laughs> as if it's a choice. Yeah. Well, to me, it's almost <laughs> a shame that some of the greatest pieces of advice in the world also are the ones that are said the most often because it dulls our reaction to them. Mm-hmm. We hear that, be happy, be happy, be happy. We hear that so often. It's like, okay, that doesn't do anything for me anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that is the greatest bit of advice you can receive. And so we have to constantly reinvent marketing language or the way we advise things. So if you're looking for a mm-hmm. different way to look at it, I can give you one. <laughs> if, if you're in that category, I need a different way to look at this. I figured that would get you going. Let me give you another one. Okay. So here, here's a way to look at it. My, my family... Um, uh, is into the outdoors, into um, fishing and hunting and all that kind of stuff. And even though I didn't take up the baton for hunting and stuff, I do like to fish. But I kind of came up around a little bit of that environment. And my uh, my own my dad taught me how to shoot a gun. He would take me out to the to the practice range and say, "Okay, here's the gun. Now shoot." And you all heard the phrase, "Ready, aim, fire." Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, that phrase is actually the most incorrect phrase I've ever heard when learning a new trick. We think, okay, get ready. You know, you're going to learn. Well, what are you getting? You don't even know what to get ready for. You've never had the sensation. You don't know what's coming up. Mm-hmm. All you know is you're going to pull some trigger and some explosion's going to happen. You, there's nothing. Which you're a little nervous yeah, about. Yeah, you can't read a book to have that experience. And it's the same way with evolving an idea or, or doing something big in your life. That explosion, you cannot learn about it without doing it. And so mm-hmm. what happens is you, we're taught to ready. So we get all busy reading books and, and you know having our minds squibble and squibble and squibble and squibble. 
And then mm. we think we're ready, but we're not. We, you're never ready, but we think we are. Okay, now I'm going to aim. <laughs> what, is, how, what are you aiming at? You have no clue where that bullet's going to go. You don't know how the trajectory works. And so then you fire. Well, uh, I'm a scoutmaster now, and I, I took the boys out uh, uh, skeet shooting. This, is, this was a new thing for me. I have never done it. Uh, uh-huh. But we took out the little gun where you they sling these clay pl- pigeons up, and the boys got to shoot them. And right. imagine, you know, uh, we had, I think, 15, 12-year-olds out there, and we had plenty of adult supervision. <laughs> it uh, was all according was to all, the guidelines. Yes, and we, we were very compliant, uh, and they had a great time. But these boys... <laughs> trying to shoot these pigeons oh it's so funny but i would teach them don't worry about get ready don't worry about aiming just shoot that gun learn that sensation because the Mm -hmm. more you are familiarized with that sensation of going for it then you will better be able to start Mm. to aim just get that part over with and they were able to do that. So they didn't have the fear of what's going on in their head. They were able to get rid of all the ready part out of their head because, like, I'm just going to shoot. So they mm-hmm. just started shooting the gun. Boom, boom, boom. And that there, now they understand. It's like, okay, now I, now I get it. And now mm. their brain is ready to aim. The brain is like, I have, an, I have something to connect this information with. And mm-hmm. now they start to aim. As that clay pigeon's going up, they start to aim. And the more they aim, then they're ready. So when you say, are you ready to shoot that clay pigeon up in the sky? It's a reverse process. Once they've been through it, he can say, I'm ready. But if they've never been through it, how can he say, I'm ready? It's the mm-hmm. same thing with, with rocking the world or with changing your family or with, with doing something big and having a life on purpose. That's the same thing. You have to just fire. Just go for it. And then aim. And then you are ready. But Shay, what if they miss? That's the point. You have to miss. <laughs> You're not going to... Well, this you, doesn't upset you? No. Imagine if you hit that thing on the first try. This would be a major problem. Because <laughs> you would lose the process. You'd be like, oh, I hit it. That was easy. And now you're up for what they call beginner's luck, which usually leads to failure, failure, failure. Disappointment. Yeah, disappointment. Yeah. yeah. I don't enjoy uh, hitting the lottery my first try. Uh-huh. Whenever I do something big and I just wham on, I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not, that almost makes me nervous. That was a fluke. Yeah. It's like, okay, now where's the problem? <laughs> so, so, so missing the target is not a problem. No, it's not the problem. It's the point. That's the point of firing first because the information that you need to get to the next level in your life lies within the miss. Mm-hmm. When you miss it, now you get to see clearly the parts that you could never see without doing it that way. So what a great way to frame some of the regrets that we have in our life. If, if you're regretting stuff, you're saying, oh, crap, I missed. <laughs> right? Right. What if we could reframe that? And, and I love what, um, what Thomas Edison said about this, you know, in inventing mm-hmm. the electric light bulb. And, and he found like 2,000 ways not to do it. Yep. Yep. Why call those things failures when, when really you're just identifying what's not working? Yeah. That's valuable information. Yeah, our minds have just been ingrained to believe that failure is, is bad. It is such a powerful conditioning that's in our head mm-hmm. that we just don't even want to go there. We don't even want to mess up. So we have to learn to relanguage how we talk about failure. You can't say, I failed. We have to say, I'm more ready now. Failure feels permanent. Yeah. You know, when we, when we define it the way we do traditionally? What if we just redefine it? Yeah. It's just part of the process. Let's Great, do it. you're a step closer. I've talked to a lot of people just in the last couple of months, especially, mm-hmm. who have, uh, well, you're familiar with, uh, with like the real estate mortgage market here in, in this part of the country. Mm-hmm. Is, has had some downturns lately. These uh-huh. are just normal cycles that happen. But some people who got in, you know, and they invested, and now they're saying, oh, man, that was bad. <laughs> right? Yeah. And they feel like they've failed and they regret it. Uh, I wonder how valuable it would be to just reframe that in a way that puts that into your, into your learning you know, yeah. here's a valuable thing that I just learned. It's just part of the process. That, so missing the target, not a problem. Not a problem at all. In fact, uh, 
if you if you're tired of the phrase it's all in the mindset i'll tell you a, a story about t harvecker who just two two days ago this happened i was in la t mm-hmm. harvecker's on the stage and if you don't know who t harvecker is he's the author of um uh <laughs> the millionaire mind what is it uh you know, I can't think of it right now either, but <laughs> if you Google him, you're going to find him. Yeah, sorry, uh, Harv, if you're listening to this. <laughs> He'll be impressed. It's like the most shit. successful book in the world. Okay, there you go. Right, and a lot of these other teachers that you have referred to right. have learned or been mentored yeah, or he was inspired mentor. by T. Harv Eker. Yeah, Secrets, right. Secrets of the Millionaire Mind is what is it is. Is that what it is? Okay. Well, he was on stage, okay, and he was, out of all these big guns that we were listening to, he was kind of the crescendo. He was at the end of this thing, and we were so excited to see him. And he gets up, and he delivers. This guy is, he delivers. And at the, towards the end of his speech, he said something that literally shocked the entire crowd, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. He says, now the economy's been a little tough the last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a millionaire. Mm-hmm. We're all looking at each other, going, "T. Harv, <laughs> he had a bad year." And we, we, he, he presented it like in a way that kind of made us think, "Whoa!" And Dude. I had, I even had an emotional response, going, "Oh my goodness, this must be really be serious." I've been <laughs> ignoring it, but it must be really be serious. And he goes, "Yeah, I'm not a millionaire." He says, "I." am a multi, 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 multi. And he went on for about two minutes. Lots of multis. Lots of multis. Multi, multi. Multi-millionaire. And then he brought the point home. My mind doesn't shift when problems arise because I'm bigger than my problems. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's powerful. And then, right after that, he gives to the entire crowd... Free tickets to a $3,000 seminar of his. Two tickets per person. And in a crowd of 1,000 people, you do the math. That's quite a gift to give Mm -hmm. out to everyone. And he will receive tenfold for doing that. Which comes right back to to where we started, Mm Shay. You put it out there. Go give what you've got to give to this world. The world doesn't get it unless you give it. That's right. That's right. And if you give it with authentic value, understanding where your inspiration comes from, your market will hear you. You don't have to worry about that part. They'll hear your message. You just have to stay true to it and not get caught up in what does this do for me. Stay focused on what it does for other people and put it into communities like ours and and things that Dr. Mm -hmm. Paul does. Put it into those so people can see it and you can evolve it and enjoy the day-by-day successes of a life Mm -hmm. that is real. Before we run out of time on this podcast, I want to to help people get a clear idea of how they can get involved. And you've got some things going on personally. You're aware of some other things, and there are great resources available through what you've set up, through Prosperity Idea International, through the Idea Orbit. Could you take just a few minutes to tell people how they could get involved with that, where they're going to find you, and, and those resources? Mm-hmm. Uh, the best place would be just to go to ideaorbit.com. Ideaorbit.com will introduce you to the community, show you how to get involved, and introduce you to, to our leadership board and the people that are a part of it. Uh, you can see a mugshot of Dr. Paul. You can see Dr. Paul on there, hear his awesome voice. Shay's uh, picture is much more attractive oh, than yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you could uh, also go to, if you're, if you're interested in, in uh, just a little bit about my background, you can go to shaylarson.com. I've got... Mm-hmm. We've got a few things up there. Uh, but yeah, the, the point is, is, is where are you going in your own life? And we can help. We would love to help. And not just you, but a whole community of people who are starting to understand this give-get yeah. idea. Uh-huh. To go with the focus of giving and identifying what it is that you can do to lift and support and enrich other people. Yep. And you put that out there and it starts to return in abundance. That's right. It's an amazing concept. It's been awesome talking with you. Shay, thank you so much. Thank you. Our guest today has been Shay Larson from the Idea Orbit, Prosperity Idea International. Go to ideaorbit.com. 
to get connected with that community. And we want to just wish you a great week, day, whatever it is you're having right now. Go out there and live on purpose. This is Dr. Paul signing off.